The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. That's wow. it. Diaz does not return to his feet. It was a fun fight. That's the kind of shit I like to do. Sean Strickland. Wow. At that moment when you hit somebody, it feels so good and they go limp. You know it's time to finish it. On Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. We're <laughs> dangerous. Listen to me, we're out of here. All right, welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, Matt, Sarah, um, Phoenix, it's, it's great to have you. Thank you for replacing Matt for the day had surgery yesterday uh, on his knee. So Matt's out until at least next week. And I texted him and he said he was doing okay. I have not talked to him. I, I would like to talk to a nice doped up Matt. Like I would love to talk to painkiller Matt because I'm, I'm sure he's on some heavy meds today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wonder what that is actually like. He'll just be a mellow version, right? Yeah, he probably would be. Jimmy! You know, he'd kind of like let it trail off a little bit. But hopefully Matt's doing okay. Um, I mean, again, he's, I was happy to hear back from him through text. Have you gotten any type of major surgery like that? Like he got his knees, his knee replaced. Have you had any, anything like that from fighting? Yeah, I had shoulder surgery. And it was, you know, I had to ask my fiance to tie my hair up in a ponytail because whatever the drugs make, when your hair touches your skin, you get itchy as hell. So he didn't, really? hey, there's a guy, he doesn't know how to do a ponytail. So I would have these 1980 ponytails <laughs> sticking out of the side of my head. And like, there's nothing I could do about it. I couldn't take my shirt off. I couldn't move my arm. So, yeah. It would itch with your hair. With that. Was it, was it Vicodin or whatever they give you? Yeah. The painkiller would just make my skin just crawl. And uh, it, the, your hair would touch the back of your neck and you'd be like, <gasps> you would just freak you out. So I don't know how anybody does like drug, like painkillers for fun. Right. Because <laughs> it was not fun for me at all. No, and they constipate you too. Like I, I'm, I don't fuck with any kind of drugs because I'm in recovery. But when I had my sinus surgery back in 2008, um, mm -hmm. I had to take some type of painkillers like the first couple of days after because I'm on a martyr, and um, it just clogs your body up. It feels really terrible. A painkiller seems like a shitty addiction. And also too, you're so high that you think shitty movies are good movies. Yeah. <laughs> I watched yeah. like Eddie Murphy's Meet Dave and I love Eddie Murphy. He's the best. 
but Meet Dave is not a good movie. And I is was it a bad like, film? No, I've never seen it. Really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> and uh, this is like one of those. Uh, today's Wednesday show, obviously. So the next uh, time we're on, the fights will have happened. I, I love the lead up to a card like this. Like I get excited. Um, I'm never happy until Friday night when everyone's made weight. And like, I know what fights are going to happen. Like, you know, typically by Friday night, you know, no one's dropping out. What do you think of a uh, 276 Satisanya Cannoneer, uh, July the 2nd, it's, uh, you know, 6 PM are the early prelims, 8 PM prelims. Of course, the main begins at 10 PM, the pay-per-view. What do you think of this main event? I think I'm going to have to walk my dog early because it's not just the main event. That's good. This is, there's some sleepers on this card that are also really good. Yeah. And I would, I would hate to miss any of these fights. I, I think that the, a lot of them are establishing where people are in the division, which you could say about all cards, but there's a lot of really good fights on this card. And of course, as we watch Adesanya's legacy grow, I think a lot of people see Kananir as a real threat especially because he's just so powerful. So it's really interesting to see what Izzy does on this. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very happy we have our first guest who will be joining us in just a moment. He was not on the main card originally, and of course then they put him on after uh, uh, Misha Tate's fight got, uh, got delayed, uh, I guess the COVID protocols they were saying. I don't, I don't know who has what or if someone tested positive, whatever the fuck it is. But um, that fight will happen. But now Robbie and uh, Brian Barbarina are on the main card, which I think they belong there all along. I mean, Lala's a sure. legend. Um, and, and so I'm really happy for him. And he is kind of uh, where, where it belongs, back on the main card. Hey, Robbie. How's it going? Good, buddy. How you doing? I'm good. Hey, we were just saying before you came in, you had mentioned not being on the main card, and I think you belonged on the main card. Does it feel better now that you got bumped up to uh, where everybody thinks that you belong to begin with? Oh, uh, yeah, I th- I th- it feels good. I wasn't going to bitch about it either way. It's a fight to fight, but it's, it's definitely nice to uh, be fighting on the main card with all those other studs. So it's a blessing to be on this card anyways. I. I'm not sure how long it took the UFC to put this in, but I kind of got on this card a little late. It seems like they're usually far in advance. So just to be on this card was nice. I picked to be on this date, so I didn't really care where I fought, but uh, just that I was on this card. So what did you like about this card? Uh, I, I, I like, I like the time of the year. I just like uh, this event. This is usually a big event for the UFC and I just, want to be a part of it and your last fight how good did that last win feel uh i mean you looked so good I mean, that was a crazy fight uh you came out you had tremendous energy through the i mean there was less than only a minute into the third round but your cardio looked amazing uh you didn't stop moving forward the entire fight uh you had to be happy with with how that went yeah i felt good uh training camp went really well uh ds came to fight especially in that first round but i just kept coming i was relentless and had a lot of energy that night and it was my night when you i mean at age 40 the fact that you're still looking as good as you just looked in that last fight uh you see what glover Teixeira has managed to do or even dc uh up into his early 40s is something changed for fighters where this is becoming more the norm now where guys are not just fighting into their 40s but looking as good as say you looked in your last fight um i have no idea what's going on with other fighters but i know i've been taking care of my body been doing this a while and and just being smart it's not like uh just beat the shit out of yourself day in and day out you have to take care of yourself you only get one body so i've had good training partners didn't beat me up too much for these fights and 
always uh, concentrate on health, making sure my body felt good and my mind was good. So training is easy when you uh, take care of yourself. Speaking of training partners, I just got a text message from a very good friend of mine, of yours and mine, who wanted me to tell you that he loves you. And that is coming from Pat Militage. Right. And he also wanted to, to say, do you remember the story about running uphill with Wayne Hodginson? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Only <laughs> uh, in his in some small shoes that he had to wear. So, yeah, it was funny. He just that hill was a long hill, brutal hill. And it was like kind of like the rite of passage. You also said that you had some sparring partners that didn't beat you up too much. I think Max uh, Holloway had said recently that he stopped doing a lot of sparring and it really helped him. Did you change the way you sparred as years went on? Uh, no, it's just kind of up and down. I've, I've gone uh, years without sparring before and I started sparring again, sharpening everything back up. So it's finding that balance, whatever's working for you. And if, and if you're winning, that's obviously what's working for you. So it's just all depends. Like, no, I've been sparring pretty hard, uh, with, uh, good partners getting after it, but, uh, you have to be smart out there. You have to, uh, when I spar, it's more getting to my spots, making sure my feet are where they need to be so I can continue to punch. So it's not necessarily beating the guy up as much as it's working on my body, making sure my body could get to certain spots and, and I'm balanced and I can uh, throw combos. When you take a look at this particular matchup, I mean, even Dana says it, it's like two people with very similar styles. Can you talk about your similarities and also what makes the two of you different? Uh, I mean, it looks like Brian, uh, I've only seen a few of his fights. He's He's got some uh, good striking, mixes it up rolls with punch as well, which I do the same. So it's just, uh, and he comes to fight. He's a stand-up guy. So I don't really know. I, I mean, I feel great. We'll, we'll find out what the difference is, uh, on Saturday. So he does some really good things and I do some good things. So we'll see who does best on Saturday. Do you watch a lot of tape or will you, will you watch what you need to watch or do you not like to bog yourself down in it? Or do you like to see as much as you possibly can? Uh, no, I watched a little bit. I watched like one or two fights, just kind of figured out, tried to figure out what he likes to do, those types of things. But really it comes down to, I'm, tr I'm training with a whole bunch of different guys, righties, lefties. So I'm just ready for everything, training my grappling, I'm training my wrestling. So you have to be ready for whatever gets thrown at you. So it's, I focus more on myself and very little on my opponent, but just enough to get an idea of the things they like to do. So training with all these different bodies, like really helps you adjust on the fly. It like, do, what do you do in terms of rounds? Do you have like a different person come in round for round or do you spend several rounds with each individual? It, it was different for this camp. Sometimes we do two with the same guy. Sometimes I do a few with that same guy. And sometimes it's like jumping from guy to guy, different body types, different speed. It's nice because you have to adjust on the fly, like you were saying, and like really figure stuff out fast, especially if you're doing three minute rounds, kickboxing rounds, you don't get much time to figure it out over a five minute round. You can figure stuff out and start breaking it down in the later half of that round, but it's just keeping your mind sharp and, and uh, working on your skills. You also said being around a lot of the up and comers are pushing themselves to be the best. And that helps you. Have you noticed, like, especially guys like, I mean, 
who are really new and really young up and coming are very, very well-rounded fighters because they kind of grew up training in MMA where a lot of guys who came in 20 years ago were more specific to one style and then learned the other ones as they kind of came along. Is that what helps you or is it their drive or, or what is it that you think uh, helps you? Um, I think it's, it's the drive guys who are close to the top who want to, uh, to get there and be one of the best in the world. If they're not already, they just want to go out there and prove it. So they're, they're testing themselves on me. They're, they're seeing what they can do against a vet and I have to bring my A game. Otherwise I'm going to look at practice. So it's just, and I, and I enjoy competing. So it's like, uh, I take care of myself and, uh, all fun. Every time I talk to a veteran and I say, Oh, well, what's the advice that you give to, to younger generations as they start fighting? Most of them say like the same thing. They say it's like important to have fun out there. Do you agree? Is that important to you to continue to have fun out there? What's a fun fight for you? Yeah, no, it's, it's in going out there, just showcasing my skills. Uh, that's what's most important going out there and, uh, enjoying myself and doing what I'm capable of. And, and that's, what's most important. It's like, sometimes you go out there and, and like things aren't clicking you go out there, you put on a poor performance and it's just not you. And you're like, all right. So having fun is going out there and, and knowing you put in all the work and all the, the hard stuff. So you can go out there and uh, showcase to the world who you are. Will you know quickly into a fight if, if like, you know, if, I, if I'm on stage and I, like, I just, I, I'm not being funny. I know like there's something wrong. I'm not good tonight. Like, will you know that if you walk into the cage and you have to fight, like I'm tired or my body doesn't feel right, or I'm not focused the way I should be. And are you able to snap yourself out of that? Yeah, it, it all depends. Like, obviously, uh, sometimes your body just isn't excited. Isn't maybe a little slower, you little sluggish, but yeah, you just have to, even in those fights, you have to figure out a way to get the job done. Like, that's what it comes down to. Like, he's not going to take it easy on you because you're not clicking on all cylinders. So you have to, that's what's nice about training. Like, sometimes you're tired and you have to, like, push through it and figure out a way to survive, figure out a way to win when you're not feeling your best. And is there for you any difference? And again, I know when a fight is a fight, but when you're fighting a guy like Brian, who's a great fighter, uh, but he's not the, 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 on your level as far as legendary status, but then you fight a guy like Nick and both of you guys are kind of in that world together. Does it change the way you see anything as far as being the guy that they want to beat because you're a legend and fighting another guy who's been around as long as you? No, I, th I think it's uh, one of those things for this fight. It's kind of bringing that momentum that Nick and that energy that Nick gave me to this fight. So it's just like continued with uh, what I've been doing, the excitement, all the good training, and uh, just continuing trying to bring this to my next fight. The fun factor is always there for the fans when we see Robbie Lawler's name on anything. We're We're always expecting. I mean – You've had such a storied career that there are moments that will stick in my mind forever watching you. Like the Rory McDonald stare down when you're both bloody and you're looking each other in the eyes, like when the bell has rung. What are moments for you that will just stick with your career forever that you just kind of are Robbie Lawler moments in your mind? Oh, uh, I actually don't really think about them unless somebody says something, but I would say, obviously, when I spit on the ground in front of Rory and had that stare down, that was 
like a, a good moment. That was like a like a movie type situation. It was like, whoa, this is really going on. It was just place was awesome. I always remember the energy in that. It was amazing that night. And I know you said you're taking things one fight at a time at this point. You just want to see how this one goes. And then you decide what you want to do next. But like when you first, you know, your first, I guess, what, 2001 was your first pro fight. Did you ever think you'd be as healthy as you are and look as good as you are 21 years in? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, you're living day to day, which I'm kind of doing now, like, and just doing the right things. And uh, no, but I, I was just kind of, when I first started fighting, trying to make sure I could pay my bills and food and like those types of things and get my training in. So it wasn't like, I just knew uh, this is what I love to do. This is what I've been training my whole life to do. This is how I was going to do it as long as I could. And, and I had uh, a lot invested in it and I enjoyed it. So like, I think when you enjoy stuff and you, and you put the time in and you take care of yourself, you can do stuff for a long time. Uh, did you have a plan B when you started? Like, I, you know, whenever somebody is so successful at something, a lot of times it's because they didn't leave themselves a plan B in the beginning. So it forced them to, to push forward. Did you leave yourself a plan B early on or did you go, it's this or it's nothing? Yeah. Plan B was go back to plan A and figure it out. Like, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, everyone wants to, well, if this doesn't work out, then you can do this. I'm like, it is going to work out because there's only one way. Like, yeah, except going at it kept pushing no matter what anyone said it's yeah plan a that's that's it yeah i think that's uh that, that's the way to, because it's, it, that prevents you from stopping in those moments where i'm sure you've had moments in life where you go fuck this but then you're like oh there's nowhere else to go i have to stay here and i have to push through this yep no there, there was other places to go but then you look at yourself and you're like all right i want to continue to do this and how can i get better at this and like all right, I'm not feeling that great when I'm fighting. How can I improve that? How can I do this? And it's just everyone wants to like, as soon as stuff starts to get tough, they they look for okay, maybe I should get this other job where it's more stable or this or that. But I always just thought this is what I love to do and this is what I'm continuing to do and haven't really worked a day in my life, but I've I've worked hard. Well, Robbie, look, you know, I mean, you know, you're, you're one of the most loved guys, uh, probably in the history of the sport. And uh, I'm happy for you that you're right where you belong on the main card uh, against Brian uh, Barbarena this Saturday night. It's a huge card. And I'm really happy for you. And good luck, man. And we hope to talk to you again uh, on the other side of this fight. Yep. Thanks for having me. He's such a sweetheart. I was thinking of that as he was talking, because I've interviewed Robbie before, and he's so... Mm-hmm quiet and he's there's just no uh there's no bullshit there's no bluster he's just a very quiet calm guy and it's it's hard to marry that person with the guy you see step into the cage uh it's it's just not the same person it's it's cool because i worked a, a photo shoot with him like maybe six or seven years ago and he had brought his son and just to see like what a gentle loving attentive father he was you know, he would take his pictures. He'd be all tough, like he'd pose. And then two seconds later, he'd go and he'd pick his son up and he'd be like super loving and affectionate. And, and I always want my friends who are like, how do you like that MMA stuff to see that side of, yeah. of who these fighters really are? You know, they're just they're, they're good people majority of the time. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Brian Barbarino would love to see that side of him, too, but he's probably not going to. He's not going to get the, the uh, hugging my son and <laughs> not, being a good guy even, side. No, <laughs> not even remotely. 
But that's the whole thing. I mean, that's a fight where you kind of know both guys come to show out. So I'm looking forward to it. Really am. UFC Unfiltered is brought to you by NEDS, the official wagering partner of the UFC in Australia. Aussie Fight fans, keep an eye out for this weekend's UFC pay-per-view event as NEDS offers a split decision return. This means if you place a head-to-head bet on any main card fight and your pick loses by split decision, NEDS will pay you out as a winner. Plus, you can pump up your odds with a UFC multi simply by combining your favorite markets across all fights on the card. The action doesn't stop with UFC. Neds has everything you need to take it to the Neds level, regardless of what you bet on. For those sports punters, Neds Same Game Multi is now available on more sports than ever before. And for the racing fanatics, Neds Blended is available on all three racing codes. Blended lets you pick multiple runners to win in the same race at special blended odds. It's never been easier for you to be paid out as a winner. Look, whatever you bet on. Take it to the Neds level. UFC markets exclude South Australian residents. Split decision return eligible on first $250 state. Minimum blended odds are $1.10 terms and conditions apply are available on the Neds website. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Please call 1-800-858-858. Hey, UFC fans. Are you looking for an edge to your workouts? I know I certainly am. Something that can help with warm-up and recovery times. Sweet Sweat is the official marketing partner of UFC and of UFC Performance Institute. Their topical gel got its start in boxing and UFC as a lot of fighters used it to help them cut weight prior to fights. Here's all the things Sweet Sweat can do. Targets slow to respond areas of the body, accelerates warm-up and recovery times, slows down lactic acid buildup, assists in creating a longer and more rewarding workout. I'm not even a fighter and all these things sound great. We get it. You're probably skeptical, but just think about it. Sweet Sweat only works with an elevated heart rate, meaning you have to put in the work for the product to work. You can't just sit there and have it work. It's not a miracle product. They have a long list of professional athletes that use their product on a daily basis, and they're partnering with UFC Performance Institute to show you the science behind Sweet Sweat. The most anticipated matchup outside the UFC octagon is happening live at UFC X during the International Fight Week in Vegas. Biggest names in gaming meet as uh, Nick Merckx is taking on Tim the Tatman in front of thousands of fans. This is a part of the MFAM gauntlet. The event's going to be streamed live on the UFC Twitch channel Friday the 1st at 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 11 a.m. Uh, California time. And if you want to attend, head to UFC.com slash MFAM. Um, oh, MFAM, I should just say, uh, for tickets. Go. MFAM. Yep. Um, so uh, when I first Nailed read it. this. Nailed it. I know, I know. I spelled it out like a fucking no, dope. No, no, you nailed it, though. I thought you were fighting physically because you've trained boxing, correct? Oh, yeah, I screw around a little bit, but I don't want to act like I'm no fighter, man. I mean, I, I just uh, needed something to do after high school sports, and I thought boxing would be fun, you know? But you get in there, and it's like it, it, it's hard to – you get like an itch, man, you know? You see everybody sparring and fighting, and you're like, eh, man, give it a try, you know? And then, then you get beat up once, you're like, eh, I think I can do a little better, and then it's just all bad. <laughs> That's exactly what happens. Because right. you do it and you're like, okay, now that I'm hitting pads, let me see if I actually know this stuff on a human being. Yeah, and then yeah, you're yeah. like, ow. But it, you it, it kind of keeps you, no. Yeah, <laughs> it you keeps do you not. so sharp. Yeah. 
No, it's and you know I'm also super competitive too. So I get in a place like that, and I just see everybody going so hard, and then I kind of want to go hard, and then and then we're you know then then you see people sparring, you see people doing really really well, and then you think you can do well. It's just all about testing yourself. But no, but uh, boxing was lit. I had a lot of fun training. I did it for a couple of years. Didn't didn't really fight too much, you know. But um, no, everybody thought that we were actually fighting. But that big that big boy don't want to fight me. No way. <laughs> well, who is Tim the Tatman? I'm sure he's a huge streamer. Oh, uh, totally. I'm not familiar with that world. Who is Tim the Tatman? He's the guy, man. He he's been a he's been a like a core pillar in gaming for quite some time now, man. Like if there's a a few names to know in the gaming space, he's definitely he's definitely up there, man. You know, big time streamer, very entertaining, hilarious guy, uh, kind of popular for being. Uh, b- bad at the games, though, if you can believe that. Yes, yeah. yes. Not so great, but very funny. So they like him. People like him. They enjoy watching him as a person either be great at a game or suck at a game. It doesn't matter. They just like who he is. For sure, man. Personality is huge, especially on Twitch, man. You know, like a lot of people are really, really good, but it, it, like the ones that are, are far and away, they're, they're not only good, but they're good and they're entertaining and they're, you know, community oriented and they're good with people. They can carry themselves well, you know, and that's that, you know, it's it, not everybody has that, right? It's, it's, it, it's, uh, it's a difficult thing to learn over the years. You know, you got to be comfortable. You got to be flowing. You know, you got to feel the vibes, the energy and stuff. And he's very good at that. Very, very good. So how did this whole thing come about? Well, I mean, long story short, big fan of MMA, been watching it and, and just around it for a long time now. I mean, a long, long time. Uh, and me and my team, we, I mean, every Saturday we're talking about it, we're, we're doing it. And I told my, I told my, my agent and my team, you know, if there's ever any opportunity to work with, you know, uh, an organization like the UFC or MMA in any way, you know, I would love to be a part of that. And I mean, slowly but surely, it just it just kind of happened. You know, he said, listen, let's let's throw some darts at the board. Let's put something together. Let's see what we can do. And, t- you know, Tim and I are big fans of the sport. And and we thought it'd be a great opportunity and a great time to kind of bridge that those two communities you know and what exactly is the uh the event um you guys are are, are playing what exactly are you playing I know- I'm, I'm competing against him in in mma the ufc game yes. and then we also have our own teams and he he, he has his three i have my three and they're going to play each other in a game called apex and that's a game i've been playing okay. a lot you know you um, have to play with max holloway that's max holloway's game Hey man, Ma- Max Holloway is a beast. He's actually very underrated. Like, you yeah. know, you, you play with some of these athletes and you don't know how, how good or bad they're going to be. And a lot, a lot of them are very good, but, <laughs> Ma- but Max is actually a killer, man. He's good. He's very good. And what do you think about, uh, uh, Max is fighting, uh, uh Volkanovsky a third time, um, oh. this Saturday. And I re- I thought Max won the second fight. I mean, no disrespect Super to Volkanovski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he proved himself as a champion when he when, when Ortega couldn't strangle him. I mean, he's just, he's a fucking Unreal. tough guy to put away. I was there. That was crazy. Oh, you were at that fight? I was at that fight. I We couldn't believe it. Like, we were holding each other. Like, oh, you, you thought know, he was he, going out, right? Yeah, you, and, you the had head, to. and the head popped. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. People have been asking me all week on stream. I feel like, I, listen, I love Max, and I want him to win more than anything, you know. But I also really like Volk. I mean, I'm not, I, I yeah. don't know the guy, but when I see him do his stuff on the internet, yeah. I, he's very entertaining, very, very down to earth. Seems like a really cool guy, you know. So I'm kind of indifferent, but I, I do want Max to win. I have no idea how it's going to go, man. That's the one fight I don't want to weigh in on, man. You know, I got, I got uh, Adesanya taking care of business, man. I don't, I don't see that guy 
I can't ever imagine him taking an L, man. He's just so he's so incredible, man. He can attack you from so many different ways. He's so fun to watch, so entertaining, uh, and he I mean he does his thing incredibly well, right? Him and then uh, O'Malley, yeah, and both kind of in the same way, you know, like they're kind of like a like like a spider, man. Bang, 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 bang from everywhere, you know. It's fun to watch. Uh, yeah, and Adesanya, it's hard to bet against him uh, until he actually loses in, as a middleweight. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, Blahovic yeah. is just bigger. But yeah. uh, I, I don't. And he I don't, still did well in that fight. I think all things considered, dude, dude, he did. Huge, yeah, right? but he kind of. gave if you, and people thought that he gave a blueprint. Like if you if you put him down, it's going to be hard for him to get back up. Um, so yeah. I, again, if somebody, I don't think Cannonier is going to necessarily do that to him. I think he's <laughs> right. going to try to. But if that guy, if that guy hits him, man, if he hits him hard, he lands one. I mean, it's MMA, right? It's like anybody can land a good shot, and the fight can just change so quickly. But Adesanya is so good. It, like it, when he fought Paulo Costa, I mean, Costa again could punch a hole through a fucking wall, yeah. and it, it just didn't matter. Yeah. I mean, Adesanya yeah. just wasn't afraid of him, and because uh, movement is key, and and these are fighters that know how to fight offline. Like if you strike and you're slightly offline, Valentina Shevchenko is also really good at that. Yeah, so it, it's move, movement is key, and it's footwork and movement. If you just were to, to put a camera just on the lower bodies and you could see where their f- foot positions were and how they angle out after strikes or even position themselves with cage fighting, it makes such a difference in takedown defense and with striking. It's the stuff about these fi- the fight, the intricacies that are so freaking fantastic yeah and i bet it's hard it's hard for people like me to even understand those small things because you got to you almost got to kind of go through that in a lot of different ways to be able to wrap your head around all the little things that they're doing you know what i mean yeah like I, it, it's it, it's definitely cool to watch but there's a lot of things that i think that i just don't even pick up on because i, I just i haven't been in there well, like that you know what I, I mean i suck at video games same type of thing i'm just like b button b button b button yeah, b button, yeah, b button. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. guys are like touch the side and then no, no, right. as you I mean when you X, put the kind of what? time in that you guys have put into fighting and that I put into gaming it's just you know we, I mean we're gonna know things it just it's just deep it's a deep knowledge of of uh of the things we love, you know, I just stuff. press one button and yeah. the guy throws a <laughs> button right. mash, and that's all I do. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But you, it's like very, very detailed on how you know. Okay, he, if I press this plus this, it's a spinning back kick. Like I, I went to uh, EA Sports when they were shoot, doing, they were putting together UFC three, I think, and they were putting uh, Ronda Rousey in the motion capture, and I got to sit there and watch Ronda in motion capture and like how they put the games together, and, like the suit and shit. Oh my God. It was so, it was like so amazing. So I got to play one of the guys and he was Connor and I was Frankie and Connor took down Frankie. And I was like, this would never happen. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but it's pretty amazing. So I wonder, you know, when you go about this on, on that, that night, do you have like actual strategies that you're going to use and fighters? No, that you're you know, gonna the truth is like, I, we're not even that great at those kinds of games. Tim and I play gu- like games with guns, you know? So we're, we don't even really, I like, I don't want to come up here and act like I know what I'm doing in that game. Yeah. Although like, I feel like it is kind of like, you know, uh, taking the training wheels off a bike, so to speak. You know what I mean? Like I've played so many games. I just need a couple reps and I'll probably have a good understanding as to like, you know, the things I need to be doing. Right. But I do have a plan actually, because I have played some of those games way back in the day. And I, I do, I do have a couple tricks up my sleeve. You know what I mean? Because obviously, like you know, a character like Khabib in the game is going to be good at just taking people down, right? And if you can take them down and just ground and pound, then you probably get the win pretty easy, right? So 
Yeah. I got a couple, I got a couple tricks, you know? Now what kind of pressure? Cause I, I, I always find people watching. I played when I was a kid video game. What kind of pressure do you feel going into like a tournament situation where there's fucking thousands? I mean, I know that you, last time we talked, you were telling us during the pandemic, you'd have, you know, a hundred thousand people watching. So you we used did. to be yeah. fucking Tuesday, like in the morning. You know yeah. what I mean? Wow. Like for no reason type shit, you know, I'm, I wasn't even playing in a tournament. I was just, I was just playing the game. So you're comfortable with Avalavas, a lot of people watching you, but when you're competing like this, does it, do you feel any pressure or do you have no pressure? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a little bit of pressure, but it's good pressure. It's good. It's very, very good pressure. Like, I think I enjoy it. You know, like I get like little, little tingly in the beginning and then I kind of lock in. I don't really like after we're going, then we're going. Like, I think that a lot of times, cause you know, I, th- I did do a couple amateur boxing fights. I remember being like super scared and like really, really like, Oh shit, man, my dad's here. My, my dad's here. It's kind of crazy, you know, what happens if I lose in front of him, you know what I mean? And I was really scared just until either I got hit or he got hit. And then I wasn't scared anymore. I was just kind of doing, I was just, I was just going. And I think like kind of for gaming as well, like I go up there, I'm getting ready to play in front of a lot of people, do a lot of things right. I'm nervous. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little anxious, you know, but then after we get going, it's, it's all eliminated. I'm just kind of having fun doing my thing, you know? Because Jim and I know what it's like to be heckled by people, but I can't imagine what it's like to be heckled by gamers. Are yeah, gamers yeah. like really trolly? Well, they're How really good at like? talking shit online. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they've been doing that shit for years on this little fucking mic, just yelling at each other. You know, so so <laughs> if they start saying some shit, they can definitely get under your skin. That's happened to me before, actually. <laughs> and and uh, you know, I, I've I lost my temper at a at a uh, tournament. I, I like tried to fight somebody. It didn't work out for me. You know, we we didn't really do it, but. Um, I almost got in big trouble, actually. Uh, yeah, no, I can't, bro. These, some of these guys are really good at talking smack, you know? I'm, I'm okay with it, but shit, man. You know, they spend their whole lives doing it. They're going to be good at it, right? Yeah, and they probably know more about you than you know about them, so they have right. more ammunition right. to come after you with. Oh, you're talking about people from the crowd? Yes, yeah, so you got to deal with that, right? Like when you're on your way, people are just talking shit. No, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't have to really deal with that, I don't think. I mean, I see it online, but not like in person. I've never had anybody like say some crazy shit in person like that. I don't think anyway. Now you're gonna have like uh, Wonder Boy is gonna be coaching you, Adrian Yanez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I gotta say, have have you have you uh, have you met him? Uh, any pre-fight advice? No, I haven't. I haven't. But I heard. I, listen, he seems like a really nice guy, you know. And I'm kind of a fucking asshole, so I'm sure we'll. <laughs> I, I'm sure we'll get along great. You know what I mean? Every time I'm being a nice guy, it's just like he's so nice. I'm just being a prick the whole time, and then you know it works, right? So you can't not like him. He's the nicest guy in MMA. No nice. one doesn't like Stephen Thompson. I know. A guy. I've never seen the guy like not. So you'll get his, his ass and smiling. You know, I'm like, yeah. all right, okay. Is it going to be hard to give advice during a fight? Because like when, when, when a fighter is being coached, you know, I mean, they're telling you what to do physically, but with you, it's just going to be fingers on the button. It's, is it going to be like a, a difficult thing to take fighting advice when you're actually just using your two hands? I don't know. It's got to be easier, right? Dude, that's crap. I've seen like clips of, uh, you know, Khabib and some Dagestan fighters and shit, like bringing their opponent over to the corner. Have you seen that? Like the, he body like the, slammed someone. Who did he yeah. do that to, Phoenix? Do you remember yeah. where he picked him up and he just kind of dropped him in front of his corner? I'm not talking about that. No, no, I'm talking about like, like, like because it's loud in there, right? So they'll yeah. bring, yeah. they'll fucking bring the guy over to right by their corner so they can just hear everything that's going on, and then and then they just yeah. kind of flow and do as they're told because obviously their coaches probably can see some shit they can't, you know? 
Yeah. So that, that you do, but you're right there and, and they're talking to you straight through the I love watching that so much, man. That's fucking so, because that's the little shit right there that uh, bro, I love it. I love it. You always wonder if, if it's easier to have a language barrier with the other fighter because then you can't understand his coaches and they can't understand yours. So you can't hear the advice. Phoenix, does that ever get to you? Like when you hear what the other coaches are telling your opponent, you know yeah. what they're going to do or does that I, not I, matter? I've actually enjoyed it. I remember them going to the girl Superman punch and I did it. And then hearing her coach go, and hearing her coach go, not you Phoenix. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> you know, so sometimes it does help because you're like a second ahead, but I think m- more importantly, you have to focus on your game because th- that could trip you up too. Like if you're paying too much attention to their to coaches, your coaches, it's like, Oh, to the, their the coaches. Thing, okay. Yeah. The, the whole thing. And we, we all know this in, in some form or another, is that you have to be able to multitask and keep focus at the same time. Like Jim, I'm sure you hear the waitress, you hear some of the hacker, like you hear, you hear all these things happening at once, but yes. as long as you, you can kind of multitask those things and give what's the most important, which usually is your own coach's voice, um, the, the precedent, like then you're able to kind of juggle all those things at once. Man. And Nick, are you, are you going to actually be in Vegas or are you doing this from home? Yeah, no, we're in Vegas. I'm, oh, good. I'm flying out tomorrow. I can't wait. We're going to be at the fights. We're going to be we're going to be all over the place, man. I cannot wait to be out there. So excited. Right. Let me plug this properly because we have to get to our next guest who just sure. jumped into the waiting room. Uh, you really are a, a great uh, hangman. Anytime you want to come on, we'd love to have you. I'm, I'm always about it, Jim. Always. Uh, part of the uh, UFX uh, fan experience. Um, it's uh, you're going to face uh, Tim, the Tapman, Virtual Octagon, EA Sports, UFC for the event is going to be streamed live on UFC Twitch channel Friday the 1st at 2 o'clock Eastern. Nick, uh, good luck, man. I hope you win and uh, we'll definitely talk to you again. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, how you doing, man? Oh, I'm good. How you guys doing? What's good. up, Sean? I know that this is one of those weeks where you've got to like, you got to talk a lot. You got a lot of media. You got a lot of people to talk to. So we'll make it fun for you. I promise. Yeah, no worries. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you said after your last fight too, like you're so honest. That's why I love talking to you because you just, you kind of say whatever you think or whatever's on your mind. Why did you think your fight against uh, Hermanson that you didn't fight well? Like, I, I mean, what was it about your, your performance that you were unhappy with? You know, it is like, there was just no like urge to finish. It was like just a sparring match, you know, where that was one thing where I should have stacked up a little bit more and a little bit more in there to try to finish him. 
Do you think, um, I mean, Pajeda's obviously looked, he's looked good in his first two fights. Second fight, though, I'm sure you've watched Bruno Silva. They went the distance. Um, and he's showed pretty decent takedown defense. But uh, again, he really hasn't been challenged and put on the ground and held down. Um, and I know people kind of expected you to want to do that. Yeah, I mean, the first guy he fought to can. I mean, I don't know who the first guy he fought was. That guy was a, <laughs> he was a, no, I mean, let's be honest. The UFC gave him a sacrificial lamb. Like, they said, we like this guy. Let's find him someone that – the guy was scared to death. You look at when the first – like, when the bell rung, man, that guy had so much fear on his face. He was kind of fucked up. I felt bad for the guy. And then Bruno Silva, I mean, like, Bruno Silva's just dumb. Like, he literally is just like a – like he, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. He, like the guy has zero fight IQ. He just throws big punches, and that's what makes Bruno Silva scary. Like he fought what Andrew Sanchez, and Andrew Sanchez did okay with him. I mean, if if, if Andrew Sanchez is doing okay with you, I'm not impressed. You know, so, I mean, he didn't get cut. So it's like again, it was like, oh, he he fought Bruno Silva. Like, who the fuck is Bruno Silva? You know, sounds like a porn star name. I like. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought that name. that that human eye, not that he was inhuman, but the way people were talking about Pajeda because he's beaten Adesanya twice when he came in, and it it wasn't like uh, the advantage to watch that is that was pretty much a stand up fight that went the distance. I mean, it wasn't like he had to hold him down to beat him. So when you watch that, you have to, yeah, as good as he is and as accurate as his striking is, I mean, he's not impossible to go a long distance with standing up purely striking. Yeah, you know, and I've trained with, I fuck, I trained with R2 Levin, I got to beat him. I've been training with Willow Kickboxers, you know, my entire career. Or it was actually kind of funny, someone tagged, someone tagged me to a training photo of, or a video he posted. He's fighting some low-level fucking boxer wearing, like, a wife beater and basketball shorts. And, you know, like, obviously Alex is fucking this guy up, but this guy is tagging Alex. And I'm just like, man, if you brought that guy to, like, Places I spar with my my training partners, my like you know, I trained a guy named Robin Safar. And like he would fucking he would annihilate Alex and all his training partners in boxing. They just kind of made me laugh and like, yeah, you're trying to bring in boxers, but you're bringing in cans. Like that's like me going and trying to find a kickboxer, but a guy who is a can. Like it, it doesn't translate to me. So Sean, do you think that he's overhyped? Do you think that because of the fact that he fought Izzy in the past has made him overhyped coming into this fight? I mean, the thing about Izzy, let, let's be honest with Izzy. What makes Izzy good? Izzy's good because he's genetically advantaged. He's long, he's fast, he's lanky. So what happened when he fought a guy with a very similar attribute? It started shutting down all of Izzy's like fancy stuff. And then now Izzy's like, oh shit, I'm not, I don't have an advantage anymore. Now I have to fight and so that's all that was, you know, but it's like, it was Izzy never like really fighting a guy with his attributes. Interesting. I, yeah. And when you see like uh, the implication for this, uh, do you think the implication for this fight is the number one uh, spot? Um, again, it depends on what without happens. Without with, is No? Without a doubt. No, without a doubt. Like, oh, you um, don't. Yeah, no, I mean, I took a, I took a fight against a non-ranked guy. I guess yeah, with two fights in the UFC. All the other fucking UFC, UFC fighters were being a bunch of pussies about it. Nobody wanted to do it. And I say, fuck it, I'll do it. But, you know, if it's not, if it's not, um, if it's not a guy ranked above me, I want, you know, give me a bell shot. How do you see um, Cannoneer, is he going? I mean, I don't know how much you focus on other guys in the division, but it is an interesting matchup because uh, Adesanya has fought guys that hit uh, similar to Cannoneer before. Uh, but if he gets caught, it could be a problem for him. What, what do you, how do you see that fight happening? 
Ah, fuck, man. I can go either way from that one. It all, it all depends, you know. If whenever here's the thing: when you're fighting these tall, lanky, awkward guys, you fucking know. Like you know within the first round if your style translates. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it doesn't. You know. So I think I think he does have a style that can translate to beating him. But you will know very quick in the fight if he does figure him out. It, it's fun for me. I'm. I love to analyze fights. So listening to you, Sean, is like okay. This is a guy whose fight IQ and how he analyzes fights is very important to him. So how do you develop your own fight IQ? Like what, what's important as in part of that, that part of the game for you? Well, I mean, you know, like I go, I'll go spar um, Arts and Levin, you know, and, and this is what people don't understand about, about Alex. He's not a great kickboxer. He's not, he's tall. Like he's not like if you, again, and that his style is shaped around that. What makes him good is he's tall and awkward. But so it's, it's one of those things that to me, I have to figure that out fast. And if I can figure it out, it'll be a good fight for me. If I can't, I go to sleep, you know, that, and, or, or I can turn to a wrestling match. But anytime you're going with somebody that he's unconventional, he's awkward. Like there's no human being that I can spar with who is out, who is Alex. So it just comes down to if the first two, three minutes, he starts like throwing these weird down punches, am I going to figure it out? Right. So C- Curtis is saying, Chris Curtis is like, he could either turn it into a kickboxing match or he can grab him and bring him down to the ground. Yeah. I mean, I know your relationship with Chris is kind of fun and you guys poke at each other, but what are your thoughts about this? Or are, are you, do you want to challenge yourself by staying standing or do you, are you going to use what works? I've never met a, a, a kickboxer, a glory champion that I didn't think I could stand with the so you're comfortable either way. Yeah, I'll stand with a guy to care. I mean, obviously, if it comes down to a, you know, if it comes down to, to, to a fucking a title shot, yeah, I mean, if I have to wrestle, I'll wrestle, but like, I'll stand with you. Like, I don't understand why, you know, like, I've been training since I was 14. I've been, I fucking been training with guys who beat you. Like, like I mean, just because you got a fucking glory belt doesn't mean shit. Like, fuck glory. Like, what is glory? A bunch of juiced out fucking Russians, you know. <laughs> um, do you? You said Adesanya had these natural attributes, uh, the way he's built, and, and Pajeda kind of has that too. What mistake do you think guys make fighting somebody who has those attributes that cost them the fight time and time again? So you know, like he—he's one of those guys where he's looking for you to like overextend, to set traps, like not finding your rhythm. You know, like the thing when you fight Alex, like it's gonna suck. Like, it's going to fucking suck. Like, you know, I could fight Jack Ramon's other guys, my style, and I could go through the whole fight and like, hey, man, I'll have one mark on my face. But when you're fighting guys with shitty attributes that are just long, lanky, like genetically gifted, like you're going to get hit, you're going to get black eyes, you're going to get fucked up. And that's like, <laughs> that's the only thing that sucks about guys like that. There's no way through this guy without taking damage. I could fight Whitaker, and you know I could probably fucking do five rounds, and you'll see me after the fight, and I will have one mark on my face. But Alex, yeah, I mean this guy could knock me out. But very likely, if it goes to decision, I'm not going to walk away with like a fucking clean face. That honesty, the way you talk about fights, again, a lot of guys don't do that walking and say, hey, "I'm going to take damage." Do you think that helps you uh, be very realistic with yourself about what you're dealing with in the moment and as you walk in? Yeah, you know, you, you just got to accept it. Like, and this is the thing. Like, if you. If in my brain, I'm always thinking I'm going to steamroll someone. Well, let's say I'm going out there and he hits me with a hard kick or punch. And next thing I know, man, the, the world's fucking spinning. You know, if I wasn't ready, if I wasn't ready for that, how am I supposed to recover from it? You know, and a lot of guys just showboat. A lot of guys just run their fucking mouth. Like, and they think, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and do that. Like, it's not real. It's all fake. 
every every motherfucker's scared, you know. I was laughing because I was watching uh, your post fight interview. I think when you fight Hermanson and you were you were roasting the entire media. Like I was so glad I wasn't there. I didn't, well, they just, I didn't have to get roasted. <laughs> But it was great. No, it was great because it was it was jokes. It was funny. And you could tell that it wasn't like negative. It wasn't meant to be. It, it was funny. Yeah, they're the ones that get as much as I talk shit on media. And if I go get knocked out, trust me, they'll, they'll tag me. I'll be, I'll be tagged on all their Instagram pages and be fucking asleep. But, you know, it's like this is the this is the world we're in. And my job does not exist without media. So it's one of these like symbiotic relationships that I have to. You know, I, I just thought that I have to. I thank them for that, their job, their career choice. I mean, it's a shitty career choice. I don't know why anybody wants to be an MMA journalist, but fucking thank you guys. You know, you, you're the reason you're, you're a big part of why I have a fucking job. Well, you said something very insightful. You were talking about how the UFC didn't give you a mirror. So you weren't able to talk to yourself in the mirror before the fight and that you have yeah. to do that. So what are you saying to yourself in the mirror before this fight? You know, you just have to tell yourself who you want to be. Just like you have to reinforce, you have to like just reinforce like what I'm willing to give up to what I want. And, you know, that's a big problem. Like, you know, there'll be guys in the gym and the fifth round will come and, and they'll fucking quit in the gym. They'll quit and they'll quit. And I'm just telling you guys, like, they'll ask me, Sean, why is your cardio so good? Like, why can't, why don't you ever stop? And I'm like, it's not that I have better cardio than you. I'm just mentally stronger than you. And then you're in. And I'm doing that because I'm always talking to myself. I'm always trying to find my breaking point. I'm always trying to go past it. And not many guys do that. They just think that fighting is like, it's a game. Well, I ran six miles. I sparred five rounds. I'm in shape. No, it doesn't mean you're in shape. It doesn't mean fuck you. When you get hit in the face and like, you got a guy trying to kill you, you think that six miles is going to translate to you panicking and, you know, thinking you're going to die? No, you're going to fucking panic and get out of shape. So a lot of what I do, I'm just coaching myself mentally to, to not be a pussy. Have you panicked in the cage in, internally and then just told like and calmed yourself somehow? Have you had those moments? You know, it's been a while. I'm mean, I'm 31 now. Like I was training a lot with a guy named Edmund Shabazian. And yeah. he's uh I think 24, 25, but he's young. And I just keep telling him, like, man, like as you get older, your brain changes. Like, you know, when I was when I was seven, or I used to when I was 16 or 17, I had my first fight at the Avi Casino in Laughlin. And like, I thought it was the greatest fucking thing. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Before the fight, I don't want to disappoint everybody. As you get older, you're just like, nah, fuck it. I trained my ass off. I did everything I did. Now I'm at the T-Mobile. I'm going to be in a press conference, which I don't know why the fuck you see once I'm in a press conference. But, you know, let's hope I don't get fucking cut after this one. I'm going to just walk out with some paper, just put it on my face. But like, as you get older, man, you're just like, there's just no need to fucking stress. You win, you win, you lose, you lose. Fucking move on. Edmund has dropped three straight after being 11. I know it's funny you mentioned him and, and then you're talking about the mental state of people. Do you think that that like once when you're undefeated for a while and you drop a fight and then you drop two, do you think a fighter begins to question their own like like a, like a legit confidence issue or do you just run into three bad fights in a row? So Edmund's problem and again, he's been a great asset. I think I think Edmund has a bright future to see. But I mean, you got to take this kid. He's been fucking, he's like a golden child, man. Like he fucking, uh, same with Johnny Munoz. Johnny Munoz, he just took a loss. These kids have been fucking groomed to be fighters from day one. Like groomed. And next thing you know, like, well, they taught him how to fucking fight. They didn't teach him how to be a fighter. So now Edmund's going in, you know, watching fight. Like 
raising his hand, like giggling, like, dude, like that's like, once you get to a certain level, these motherfuckers are trying to fucking kill you. Like, like, like Alex, it would fucking kill me if he could without a, without a fucking, without a doubt would fucking take my life in the ring if he could. So I just try to, once Edmund understands that like, this is not a sport, it's not a, it's not a pad session. This is another human being that will fucking kill you. Then he'll start shaping. And I think, you know, training with me, you start to understand that and you're going to see a lot more out of him. The, the expression is, you know, you don't play fighting. You play football, you play basketball, you don't play fighting. So I was, I was wondering what your thoughts were on Israel's comments and criticism of your sparring sessions. He had recently said some comments about, you know, how you had hurt some sparring partners and, and what your thoughts were on that whole situation. So... I don't hurt sparring partners and I spar the best in the world. Like one of my main sparring partners has been Ankalaya. It's been like, I spar 205ers, I spar heavyweights, I spar Francis Ghani. It's not that, it's not that I hurt training partners, I make them better. Like, and this is what these young guys, man, like this new sport has been becoming so fucking pussified. Like for instance, how many, how many American, how much, how much of the UFC roster, an American company is uh, American? I think it's 30%. Like Americans these days are just becoming fucking pussies, right? So you take these, you take Izzy, you take Izzy, you take all these champions. They're out fucking banging whatever shitty country they're from. They're sparring hard. And then you have these Americans that are like, you know, they hear Max Holloway talk and they think that they think that you don't have to spar. No, you fucking idiots. Max Holloway's been banging his entire life. He doesn't need to spar hard now because he did it. So like whenever Izzy gives her that bullshit, like shut up, Izzy, man. Like you, I know you fucking... I know you spar hard. You just, you know, it's bullshit. What he says is complete bullshit. Do you think that the, the like you talk about the younger fighters and that they're kind of groomed to fight but not be fighters? Do you think part of that the mental thing that they might be lacking is what makes it hard to rebound from a loss as well? Yeah, you know, and, and this is I'm telling you, man. Like, why are there so many? Why are there so many foreign champions? Like, you take Alex Pereira. Like, I don't know what shitty part of the world he's from. I mean, the fuck, I have a group in Brazil, man. Brazil fucking sucks. I remember when we fought in Brazil, it was, hey, be careful, you might get robbed. The next day, the whole youth team, team got robbed. You know, Americans, it's, just, it's too fucking privileged here. Like, you just, I, I, I have nothing in common with Americans. Like, they're, they're fucking soft, they're fucking weak. Like, Americans are fucking pathetic. Every now, pathetic. Every now and then you meet, like, a, you know, a D1 wrestler who understands grit, who understands struggle. And like, fuck yeah, like Johnny Emma. Johnny Evans, a guy who likes to train hard and just be Gabe Arbasasi, you know, like they understand it, but most of my training partners, not many of them are American. Wow. Okay. Um, look, man, I'm looking forward to this fight a lot. I, I think that you deserve a shot at the winner. I mean, I, I mean, obviously you have to win this fight, but I would love to see you fight Izzy or, uh, or Cannoneer. I mean, I'd rather see you fight Izzy for the belt. Um, and good luck on Saturday, man. I, I know this is going to be a really interesting fight. Um, and I think that you deserve the shot a lot more. So I really hope that you win this fight. Sean, I appreciate your honesty. And I, well, I was just going to say, I appreciate your honesty. And I, you know, your life story definitely could be like a mini series or some shit like that. You're just fucking being half retarded. I'll leave off on this one thing. I'm so sad that as a fucking proud American, I have to say that every time an American walks in my gym, they're usually a pussy. And all my training partners are either Russian and Brazilian. So parents, stop raising fucking pussies. Let's raise, let's raise some tougher fucking kids, all right? Let's, let's up that 30% roster to a little bit higher. Come on, America, do better. 
I wish you had said that to my parents 50 years ago. All right. <laughs> You're not going to hear that, man. All right, man. Well, anyways, thanks for being you guys. I appreciate that. All right. Good talking to you, Sean. Good luck, man. Take care. Bye, Sean. Yeah, yeah I, I really love him because he speaks his mind. You know, even if I don't like certain things I've seen him say publicly, it doesn't matter. Who gives a shit if I like it? He's free to say what he likes. And I, I think he's a really truthful guy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would rather see more of that from people just kind of saying how they feel. Um, Sean is never a guy that you'll wonder, where do I stand with him? You always yeah. know in the moment exactly where you stand with that guy. I also feel, especially you understand this as a comedian, is that we should be OK disagreeing with people. Right. And just try to understand where they're coming from. I mean, his life story is pretty crazy yeah. from his perspective of life. That's why he feels a, a, the way he feels about a lot of things. And I don't necessarily have to agree with that to understand that. And, um, it, it, you know, he's a tough guy. This is definitely a challenge for, for both of them. It, it makes the division interesting, as we always love to say. And uh, it's a good fight night. It's a very, very good card. Let's uh, go over a couple before we wrap up. Let's go over a couple of these um and and do a couple of picks i'd be interested to see uh because you have such a good mind for this stuff i'd love uh, to see who you pick let's do you, you want to start at the uh opening of the card with uh munoz o'malley or do you want to start with the main event i will leave it up to you let's go let's go let's go let's go bottom up great uh munoz and o'malley are the opening fight ah oh, i like this fight but it stresses me a little bit because of Munoz is a really good fighter. He just happened to, you know, have, what is it four straight, but look at who he's fought four yeah. straight. He's fought literally the best of the best. So I guess this is good for him because this is somebody on the rise, but it's also like Sean just said, this is a tall, lanky, genetically yep. gifted fighter. Who's not only genetically gifted, but really skilled in O'Malley. And this is a really big challenge for O'Malley. But I'm going to go based off of stylistically. I think O'Malley probably has this one. Ah. Yeah, I am going to say O'Malley, and I'm going to say by a decision. Munoz is very tough. Um, yeah. I, I think O'Malley manages, again, to use those gifts. That was great that Sean said that, uh, to get a decision. Um, Barbarina Lawler. Barbarina Lawler. Um, I'm just going Robbie because it's Robbie. So, uh, you know, technically I can say this is somebody who they're, they're going to fight toe to toe. I, I just think like Robbie's ability to know when to grapple and when to stand and his chin and all of those things, besides like the knockouts that we saw, uh, with, with Tyron Woodley, I, I don't know. I, I think Robbie's on a tear right now and he seems yeah. like he's having fun and he's inspired, which is a big deal. So I'm going to go with Robbie, but that's, that's bias if I'm being completely honest. I'm going to say Robbie by second round stoppage. Uh, I, I think Robbie gets it done. Um, uh, Sean Strickland, Pajeda, which again is a fight that I'm looking forward to as much as the main and the co-main event. Um, it, it's, you know, even if, even if Pajeda is only two fight, third fight in now and people say, well, it's hype. He still has a pretty good uh, combat sports career and he is a very impressive fighter and he hits like a fucking sledgehammer and Sean is uh, really tough. So this fight is very, very exciting. Sean is 25 and three. Um, what do you think? Uh, it's tough because Pajeda is a very, very talented kickboxer and he has that speed and that ability to, to, to rock you. But I think that if 
if Strickland sticks to MMA and mixes things up well and uses that fight IQ, I see him winning by decision. And he's right. I think he's going to get tagged up a lot and his chin is going to be very, very tested in this fight, but he just has, he just has a lot more MMA seasoning and um, but we'll see what happens there. I think Sean finds a way uh, in the third round to stop him. I think somehow he gets a hold of him and he puts him up against the fence, even though again, Pajeda displayed pretty good takedown defense against Bruno Silva. He got taken down once, got right back up and then he sprawled like in the, you know, uh, two other, three other times. Uh, but I, I, th- I say strictly, I'm going to give him a third round stoppage. I don't even know if it makes it to a decision. Um, Volkanovski, Holloway for the featherweight championship, their third fight. Volkanovski has won the first two. Um, I gave, in, in my mind, I thought Max won both those fights. First one, I think, was closer than the second one. So you could easily say that maybe if life was fair, Max would have won one. And he would have won one. Uh, okay. I am going to take Holloway by a decision. I think Volkanovski is impossible to fucking knock out unless you hit him with a piano. Um, I think Holloway manages to to win this third. I don't see him losing to the same person three times. Um, I'm very similar to you in the fact that I think Holloway by decision because I don't see Volkanovski getting stopped, especially what we've seen for him in the past. I actually do have this 1-1. I definitely think Max lost the first one. I see him possibly eking it out in the second one just because he changed strategies. But Holloway is a very smart fighter, and, and there's something he might do in this one that we did do not expect. That's the glimmer I see in his eyes, but I could be wrong. I think this fight is historical in terms of that division and who they both are because they're both so good. They wind up just going in circles, fighting each other over and over and over again. And Holloway has been telling this story about this fight that I really appreciate. These are two guys that are both in the pound for pound. And I was looking it up and I couldn't remember when that had happened before, besides maybe DC and Jones. But yeah, these are two guys ranked in the pound for pound. So that's fascinating. They're just, let's look at a third fight between two of the best and the best that that division has ever seen. I'm going to say max by decision, but who, who knows? Okay. And let's do the main event. Adesanya. Jared Cannonier. I, I mean, everyone is happy for Cannonier. He's had this amazing run. Uh, he's looked uh, really great. Uh, what fight did he lose recently? I should probably have had that up. Let me see. He lost a fight. Uh, what was his last loss? He just his... he beat Derek Brunson. He did the last loss was to Whitaker. Lost to okay, Whitaker. Yeah. Um, again, I can't. It, uh, Gastelum me beat by decision. I, I can't pick against Adesanya. I hate to keep saying, saying decision, but I just, I don't, I don't know if Adesanya puts him away. Then again, you know what? Adesanya, no. Adesanya is going to stop me. Stop Brunson. Adesanya stopped uh, Paulo Costa. Uh, I think his power is underrated. Um, you know, because the again, accuracy. he has his accuracy. And, and, and I do think the fact that he hits a lot harder than people think he hits, because again, he's such a, a sleek, uh, beautiful striker. I, I, I think people forget, myself included, that he hits really fucking hard. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm going to take Adesanya. I think he stops him. Um, I think that he stops him in the third round. I would say stoppage in the fourth, but I think you might be right, Jim. And um, But I also wouldn't be surprised if Ken Neer does a lot of damage. Because, But I think Izzy's, Izzy's ability to get back up. The thing we love about Izzy is his growth. And we look at when he went up in weight and what didn't work. Do you right. possibly think 
he didn't go back to the gym after he had gone up and didn't say, okay, this is the stuff I need to work on. And now let me work on that with somebody in my weight class. And then what scares all of us is that Kenir can be big. I mean, he can walk around very big. So it makes this fight interesting, but because of Izzy's tear, let's say stoppage in the fourth. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we both say Israel's stoppage. And again, Kananir could also connect in the first round and end Izzy's reign as middleweight champion. I mean, and, and I, I love Adesanya, so it's kind of hard to root against him, but I also love how Kananir has been doing at age 38. So I, I, a lot of times I want to see older guys. Like I was heartbroken for Teixeira with 30 seconds <sighs> left. Even though Prohovska, look, I mean, he was I cl- clearly losing that fight. Um, I was heartbroken for Teixeira, but now hopefully we get a rematch uh, and Glover gets to fight for it again. Yeah, I felt really bad about that too, but it was it was exhaustion on both ends. It was, yeah. you know, but it was still a really good fight. Still a great, great fight nonetheless. It was more than I think a lot of people expected out of Glover, yeah. knowing that Prohoshka is like a terrifying human being. Yes. Like that guy was an actual Viking that probably pillaged your village and <laughs> you're like he's like a scary looking human being. But um yeah, it was that was a cool fight. Really, really good. Yeah. Um Look, it was great talking to you again. Always fun. Thank you to Sean Strickland, Nick Merckx, and of course, uh, the legendary Robbie Lawler. Uh, a great, great time with you as always. And uh, I cannot wait for this Saturday night. Uh, let's plug it. UFC 276, Adesanya Cannoneer. Uh, early prelims, 6 p.m. on ESPN, ESPN Plus. That's Eastern Time. Uh, prelims, 8 o'clock, ESPN, ESPN Plus, and ABC. Uh, and also, uh, the main event, 10 p.m., on pay-per-view um i mean i don't know do you really need people uh to be pushed into buying this pay-per-view you're fucking crazy uh and there's some great fights andre munez against uh 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 uh, hall uh macy barber jessica i there's some great fucking fights tavares driscus duplessis really great fights on the uh, prelims and early prelims as well yeah, check it out. You're not going to want to miss this card. Make sure you take your bathroom breaks and you walk your dog and watch it from the prelims on. I'm telling you, it's going to be really good. Thank you, Phoenix. Great talking to you. I'm sure we'll see you again soon. And uh, it's always so nice to have you on. Later, everybody. All right. Take care. Thanks a lot. Bye.